Welcome to Geeks and Jocks, a podcast that focuses on video games, film, television, and sports. And now, for the person who is in charge of this podcast, here is Ryan Sullivan. Hi, and welcome back to Geeks and Jocks, and I hope you guys are ready for episode 11 here, because I am. It seems intricate intriguing to say the least <laughs> um, because there have been quite a bit of baseball deals recently and I'll be honest it's going to shape up how the uh, National League is going to be for a very long time because you got Bryce Harper with Philadelphia Phillies you got Manny Machado going to the San Diego Padres and you got an extension here for the Colorado Rockies keeping Nolan Arenado for another eight years so I'll begin with the most obvious one being Bryce Harper. And after spending seven years with the uh, Washington Nationals, uh, he signed a 13-year, $330 million contract with the Phillies. So he's going to get some really prime years coming out of Philadelphia instead of Washington. Now, there were some complaints about the free agent system sometime about a while ago, and here's what my take on it is. It's so mu- not so much it's, hey, this is a big-name player, we should get him. It's more along the lines of how well will he do during his tenure, and that will always be the main question when it comes to I mean, any sport, really, I mean, because there have been times where there have been big busts, you know, prime examples, you know, like NBA, Allen Houston, having a contract extension with the Knicks, and not even getting through two full seasons, you know, bad knees, and, you know, I think there's like a, there was a rule made following the, you know, his contract extension and all his issues that made him retire a few years into the contract, and another big example, Albert Hainsworth, who was coming off some really good years with the Tennessee Titans, signs like a six-year deal, like $100 million, I believe, barely does anything after 2010, you know, whether it's he was too lazy or just the spats with Mike Shanahan with the Redskins, just bad, bad, bad situation. So, yeah, I mean, we've seen bad deals all around. But, I mean, it's it's hit and miss. And right now I'd say there's the comparisons with Ryan Howard, who played all his career with the Phillies, and he signed a contract extension that went from 2012 through 2016. And a lot of people view that as like a huge bust. It was like five years and like $25 million a year, which, looking at the stats as well, and the comparisons, I mean, I get it because, you know, Philadelphia could be making the same mistake again, but this is a completely different situation because Howard was already past his prime when that new contract took effect. And within those five years, I mean, he barely did anything. And it's like the average was really bad. He was injured early on, just didn't amount to anything that, and didn't live up to that extension. Like his final year was like 196 or something. He had some home runs, but then again, look at how Mark McGuire's career ended. Ignoring the whole steroid thing, he had like a 187 average and like close to 30 home runs. That's that's pretty bad. That's all you can really say on that. Uh, but 
this is Harper we're talking about. This is a once-in-a-lifetime guy, you know, that could really make a name for himself in baseball. And this guy has plenty of prime, prime years ahead of him. I mean, this could be the ultimate. Look, but I could see it going either way. By the way, um, this could be the greatest deal ever or the biggest bust ever. And if if he lives it up, I mean, that will be one of the great, great free agent signings ever for any Philadelphia sports team, ever. And I just, in order for Philadelphia to succeed, though, I do think they need to focus on developing their farm system and their prospects, getting some good players all around to support Harper and, and all of them. They do have some okay pitching, which I think they were pretty pretty good up until late in the year last year and just but it, it could be a sign for things to come for for the Phillies and it could make the National League a much tighter race now with you know Atlanta at the helm you got I'd say Philadelphia and the Mets and the Nationals vying all together I really can't put any trust into the Miami Marlins I mean I think the National League is going to be intriguing for its East Division. And I'll say the same thing both with the American League East because they have their teams, I think all but like Baltimore, have at least a legit chance to make a postseason run. They really could. I mean, I mean, obviously you talk about Boston and New York, the Yankees. Uh, both of them look poised to make make some pretty good runs to make the playoffs and all that. But keep your eye on Tampa Bay. They, with they're developing guys all around, and just you know the surprising success they had last year. I mean, this this could be a a wild card team. This uh, they really could be a wild card team heading into heading toward heading to the end of 2019. But it's all waiting. It's all a what if scenario though. But the other contracts. Uh, I'm talking about is Manny Machado. They believe it was like 10 years, 300 million with San Diego. Now, it definitely adds some nice power to to the Padres lineup, but will it be enough? And this is something I'll say for uh, Machado. You know, in the same vein as as Harper. You know, just get guys around him and support and get the prospects all you know prepared to make a splash for Major League Baseball. And and honestly, I mean, I can't see San Diego making really any big push, especially with how the Dodgers are. But then again, I mean, the Dodgers don't look like the same team like they were last year and two years ago. I mean, Arizona is still a deadly team. San Francisco, it it varies. I mean, considering it's going to be Bruce Bochy's last year as a manager ever, it's... It's tough to know whether this team is going to be that team is going to be one of the greats or one of the disappointing ones. And lately, they've been pretty disappointing over the last couple of years. Yeah. So, um, but Colorado, I mean, they got a great group of group of batters. I mean, and getting Nolan Arenado to uh, be, to, ha- to sign an extension for eight years, and I believe it's like two hundred sixty million. I think it's smart, but how that will affect them. I mean, they may not go after certain players and all that, but they got a great player all around. Looking at the stats of Arenado, like 
believe he has like a couple platinum gloves, gold gloves, some silver sluggers. This guy can do everything. That's how good the guy is. I didn't realize how good until recently. That's that's just me though. But I do think uh, it's gonna the West will be interesting for the National League. And as far as the Central goes, I mean, I think it could be anyone's division really. I mean, Milwaukee has a fighting chance, depending on how well they are throughout the year. The Cubs, Pirates, the Cardinals, I mean, I'd say keep your eyes a little bit on Cincinnati, but don't hold your breath on that because it just seems like when it comes to Cincinnati sports, just their teams just struggle. It's a shame, really. But, yeah, just I'd say the worst division right now, I'm going to go the AL Central just because it just seems like all the teams are struggling. I don't know if it has to do with just the players they have or just – at least with Detroit, I feel like it's like aging players and just not a good balance of young veter- veterans and ones that have been around for a long time, like Miguel Cabrera. But I think also the West is going to be an interesting division, much like the East for the American League, because there are some good teams here. Houston, obviously. Oakland can make can make a splash for themselves. I mean, they were a team that really surprised people, and they went on like a huge streak and we're just having this phenomenal year I mean just their pitching was decent their batting was good I mean I know I think they're in the running to try and get a new stadium because I know that the Oakland Coliseum is nothing but a bunch of crap I mean it's going to be interesting to see at the same time how much business that will generate once the uh, Raiders leave or the NFL, from the NFL to Las Vegas. I mean, it, I mean the numbers could drop way down, but that's a wait and see for that. There isn't much else uh, to say about baseball. I mean, I think as far as what we're going to see for for the year, it's just one thing I'll say that is really stupid is having baseball games in London. It's I think it's a bad situation all around, and I think it's going to mess up the Yankees and the Red Sox, you know. I mean, it, sure, it's old rivalry and going down, going across the pond to to play some baseball in the U.K., but it is, I feel like it's, it's going to mess them up a lot more than it does NFL players that go to London for their week game. I mean, baseball means played every day, just about every day, and football once a week. I just, I just don't really, uh, I don't feel comfortable about it. It makes sense a little bit for basketball. I mean, even though they play a lot more games in the NFL, but, you know, I think baseball, is it's not as widely a celebrated sport, I think, compared to, compared to basketball. Though you do get to see some good competition in, like, the World Baseball Classic, which I think brings out the best in some of these players, but yeah. So, getting into movies, it's. I think we're going to get to see more of the bigger anticipated movies coming along. And I think from what I've heard over the last, the over the first couple of months to begin 2019, just not the greatest time to see movies and all that. And I feel like now these days, like 
there's there could be any movie that can do extremely well. It you know it's not just relegated to the summer where you know where all the biggest blockbusters come out. And I think I think companies now space out their releases, and it's it's rather surprising to see as the years go by for movies um, that we see more and more successful movies outside of the summer and maybe the fall a little bit to an extent depending on the kind of movie we see but you know I'll be curious to see how well the uh, movie Us does because coming from Jordan Peele who did the Get Out movie which was one of the big hits a couple years ago huge huge hit and just I feel like there's like a resurgence of like horror movies over the last five years or so and I mean back then it was like there were so many horror movies and there's just I think they were often derided for just replicating the same thing over and over and just you know just the movies during like the 80s and 90s they just weren't held in high regard in, in terms of commercial and critical success I mean, sure, there were some, but, you know, I think people generally want a legitimate scary film. They don't want a pandering movie or a cheap experience. At least that's how I view it. I mean, like Halloween over this past October, I mean, it was refreshing for people. You know, you know a movie that didn't rely on, like, gore or any of that or whatever. I mean... I mean, it a couple of years ago, and the part two coming out soon. I think this year or next year, I forget. But I mean, but of course, you know, the original stuff like Get Out and Us, you know, uh, A Quiet Place being a huge hit last year. And I think what helps with these is that they're doing so well, and they're doing them on cheap budgets. Like I just looked up the budget for Us and. It, 20 million. I'd say that's quite a bit for uh, for a horror movie, which is at best you might think anywhere from like 5 to 15 million unless you're like using a budget that high to use like special effects and all that. Of course, then you got the overinflated budgets for movies like say Captain Marvel, which I heard was getting like review bombed. And what that means is there's negative backlash to a movie before it comes out or maybe it came out on a weekend on that on its weekend and it just most people didn't care for it in the moviegoers and the thing is a lot of people look at Rotten Tomatoes as as a legitimate source for hey is this movie good is this movie bad I mean and you definitely get you know what critics have to say what fans have to say and I've heard that they've had to change their uh, their format a little bit so where no one can talk about the movie or have a bombing review before before the movie comes out. I mean, it's which I think it's only a temporary thing because I mean people are going to review bomb regardless of reception. I think the thing with Mar- Captain Marvel, I think it has to do with some stuff that. Brie Larson, who's Captain Marvel, had to say, I think it had something to do with, like, rejecting 
male interviewers and stuff and wanting female stuff or or something about like diversity or something I, I honestly forget but it just it definitely makes uh, reception maybe a little worse depending on what a person says before a movie comes out I mean I don't know I mean I, I have no doubt in my mind for as much as I hate Marvel movies from these these modern day Marvel movies um, this one's probably going to do quite well and I do think, you know, the backlash, I mean, it's going to be... I'll tell you another thing. It, maybe it's kind of a good thing Rotten Tomatoes isn't allowing that, you know, backlash for a movie before it comes out because, you know, the criticism now with um, Aladdin, you know, even more outrage over Will Smith's genie, I mean, which has been there for, for a good amount of time, but seeing, like, the special effects, like the blue genie, like I would also be honest, it it's not the greatest look, but I mean it's the best they could do. I mean, there's nothing that I mean it's live action. I don't know how you can replicate the '90s version to what they're doing in the live action format. And I think people are just overreacting over it. I'm sorry, but it's. It's not going to be like Robin Williams' performance. I, I don't care what you say, but it's. I'm, I'll definitely do want to see it though because you know it looks like it'll be an, an interesting concept for as far as going from animated feature to live action. Just it, it leaves me you know wondering how they replicated it, and same thing with the Lion King too. I mean how they were how they there's probably a bunch of CGI for for Lion King, but be curious to see how much green screen is used and all that, and the CGI as well, because I have no doubt that movie is going to be very expensive, which compared to the animated Lion King, which come June will turn 25, the, the animated movie cost $45 million, which is pretty good for a, for a 90s movie, and there's not really any. There's not really much I want to see in the theater. It's just I don't know. My taste. I mean, like everyone else, it's all subjective. Just my taste is a little different compared to most. And just a lot of action stuff don't really don't really interest me. Marvel, obviously, comic books, really in general. It just I just I think there's too many of them. I just uh, that's how I personally feel. You know. Maybe there's some animated stuff I might like. You know, maybe I'll see a few of them with my niece or something. But overall, it's just that I haven't really seen too many movies. And the last thing I saw, which is surprisingly been successful, the last thing I saw was The Upside back in January. And that was the uh, Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston movie, which I, th- which I read was like a remake of a French movie. Like a re like a like an American version of a French movie, which it was surprisingly more of a drama, even though for the most part Cranston and Hart are known for being comedy guys. At least Hart more, given the last ten years of Cranston being more of a serious actor. But it was it was surprisingly good, especially with all the controversy surrounding Hart and you know the movie. It was set to come out last year, but due to all the... Because it was acquired by Harvey Weinstein, 
and of course the controversy surrounding him, I mean, this was one of those movies that got put on the back burner and for like a whole year or so and you know, it's amazing that it got released this year. Otherwise, I mean, who knows? I mean, and its budget is pretty high for for what for that for that kind of movie. I mean, thirty seven million. A little more than thirty seven million actually. But, you know, it's made over a hundred million and I hope people, you know, that's still playing the theater, I'd say check it out if it's not a bad movie. And I figure, you know, I figure I'd talk a little bit about, you know, what my TV viewing experience is like a little bit, you know, what I watch. Because, I, you know, despite having a focus on film, TV, video games, and sports, I don't really watch that much TV. It's just, I'm not really the hugest fan of cable. I typically try to watch shows either you know, a few shows that I watch either brand new or like within the week before it gets another episode and I've gone through a couple shows this season and they've been they're finished for now until this fall and I got another one that I'm intrigued about and one that I definitely will watch so what are my TV shows that I'm watching so one that's been off for quite a while back in around like November and all that it's always sunny in Philadelphia outside of their season finale I haven't missed an episode of the show since it moved to FXX back in 2013 and it's a shame that you can't find the show in reruns or at least try and like watch it on demand I I just feel like it is probably the most ignored TV show ever like I feel like it's that ignored by networks just the fact that you know it's like no one really airs it and the only times it does is when comedy central does and and that's very rare very very rare like this should be on other networks too on this should be on syndication a lot more but that's that's another episode here there here and there about my feelings on the show one that just wrapped up in the last couple of weeks um, was Lethal Weapon. Now, I've been following and watching the show since it began back in 2016, and it intrigued me because of the guy that played Murtaugh, you know, because I, I like the Waynes family. I think they're pretty funny people. The, the funniest, I think, is Damon Wayans, who plays Murtaugh, and... Yeah, just him being like a serious guy a little bit, maybe with some funny moments here and there. And, you know, I got to watching it, and you know what? started off slow, and then it got better and better, you know. Actually, this past season, you know, they went through some casting change. And, you know, getting the guy that played Stifler in American Pie to replace um, the guy that played Riggs, you know, I, I think it was pretty pretty smart actually concerning the controversy with the guy that played Riggs and I feel like it added more to Lethal Weapon to be honest and honestly can't wait for fourth season when it comes in like September if if it stays on on track to be having a fourth season because I know with last year they were 
Fox is on the fence of canceling it, which, I mean, I could see, I could, I could have seen it being canceled, you know, if they didn't find a replacement guy. But the other shows that intrigue me right now, this one is something I have been following for quite a while, and this is from a few of the Broken Lizard guys, and that is Tacoma FD. It's set to come out at the end of March on True TV. And it's basically a handful of firefighters in Tacoma, Washington, just fighting fires and fighting boredom. <laughs> I think that's the best way. It's basically a, what I think it's going to be. It's a firefighter version of Super Troopers, which is what it seems like it'll be. Maybe a little more maybe a little more pranks and stuff compared to compared to Super Troopers. Uh, I mean, I'll definitely be watching the first season of it just to see what they do because this is like one of the very first projects of Broken Lizard. You know, that is a TV show done by them. And honestly, I could see them doing TV quite a bit. I mean, um, the guy that plays Farva, I mean, he's... He's had his name on a number of TV shows. I mean, he was on, he had guest appearances on, like, Workaholics and How I Met Your Mother and a couple other TV shows. But it's one that I'm definitely going to be watching. This one, this other one, which I'll end the podcast on, it's, I just read about it recently. Now, it was also because my dad was watching the movie of it recently, and I might be trying the pilot whenever that comes into to play if it if it comes on to TV but if it's on streaming probably won't but the sandlot now the sandlot is a great movie it's you know a great slice of life you know comedy about nine kids and baseball and just life in the 60s and just trying to get a signed Babe Ruth baseball from from a vicious dog. Just hilarious. The characters are great, you know, just they all have different personalities to each other and just but they all play a good game of baseball. Although baseball wasn't really the focus for the movie, even though even though it does even though some of its plot devices throughout it do center around, you know, playing the game and of course the end of the movie. But getting all nine actors that were in that movie to be adults, which I think even getting the creator of the movie involved, which he, which I read, like he sold a TV show of The Sandlot, which I read is going to be set in the um, 80s, which makes sense. I mean, it would be interesting to see how they handle handle these guys in in TV show format and whether they rely on some of the same gags and quotes that was seen in the movie and all that. But definitely something I might keep my eye on if it's not on one of those streaming sites. So with that, I'll end the podcast here. And this has been episode 11 of Geeks and Jocks. And it just feels good to just get back to doing some podcast stuff, you know. It feels nice to do it every two weeks. So hope to see you guys in the next podcast and have yourselves a nice day.